Have you seen the show Surreal Estate? It was uh, a show that came out in 2020, I think, originally. Maybe 21. Came out of nowhere. Um, premise, I, I've talked about this a little bit before, but the premise is a real estate agency that specializes in essentially haunted houses and specializes in dealing with that haunt and resolving the situation, usually to the satisfaction of the person trying to sell the house or someone trying to buy a house or whatever. And um, I love the show. I, I think that it's it hits the right notes in terms of a combination of comedy and uh, and seriousness in terms of uh, uh, having supernatural things happen, an interesting collection of characters. And um, I was very worried because it seemed to vanish. And in fact, was canceled. Um, it's a Canadian-produced show. Sci-fi in the United States uh, was, I don't know if bankrolling is the right word, essentially the primary purchaser. They seem to have the... the uh, uh, the ability to cancel it, I guess you might say, which maybe, and, and I don't know what the relationship, maybe I should look this up. I don't know, but I, I don't know what the relationship is between um, sci-fi and the show. I don't think it's one of the shows that they created, but they may have financed it. Anyway, I got a surprise second season, and I don't know whether it's just because the market of everything else was terrible, but they got a second season that just wrapped up. At least I think it did. It's been a 10 episodes. Most seasons, I think, were 10 episodes long. And they packed a lot into those 10 episodes. Uh, and I don't know if it's going to be renewed for a third season. It feels like they're gearing up to change a lot if they are going for a third season, so I'm not sure. I don't want to spoil too much because I really think people should watch the show. Um, but like a lot of movies that I've seen recently, I've been watching the Hallmarkian movies, and I'm, I think I've watched more than a dozen so far. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's well over a dozen at this point. I should really count that. I should, I should just look it up. <laughs> I have I have my list of movies here. Anyway, the the um, uh, it's like a lot of movies. They're filmed in well, kind of in my backyard. Um, this one was filmed in Newfoundland. Uh, I just watched a movie which was filmed in Nova Scotia. A couple of other films that were filmed in in uh, Newfoundland as well. It was really funny because it, it's it wasn't. In the Nova Scotia case, it actually was Nova Scotia. They, there was a there was a transatlantic flight, and they got waylaid by a storm, had to land in a small location, small airport, and got marooned there over Christmas. Uh, it was, uh, what was it? Everything Christmas? I think that was the name of the movie. It wasn't a great movie, uh, to be honest, but I'm always proud to see the Maritimes represented and, and generally represented positively. The other movie was set in, uh, I think, New England, but was really funny because it was it was filmed in St. John's. And one of the features of St. John's that's very well known, if you're from Maritimes or from Newfoundland, maybe parts of Canada as well, is you know that there's, uh, and I forget the name of it, I think it's Jelly Bean Houses. Um, or Jellybean Row, something like that. I think they even named it that in the movie and attributing it to this New England town. But it's a it's a um, a line of houses along the coast which are all painted brilliant colors. And so they stand out as this beautiful landmark. And they kind of called it out as part of the area, as one of the, the beautiful features in that area. And I had to laugh. I was like, I know where this is filmed. Um, I found out that one of the characters, uh, well, all of the actors in that film that I was talking about, Everything Christmas, I think that was the name of it. Anyway, 
Uh, all of the actors were Canadian. <laughs> and one of the actors was even from the, the city I live in, which I found very strange. Um, Fredericton, New Brunswick, which is, is, you know, we don't, we don't consider anybody coming from Fredericton, New Brunswick. It doesn't feel like that's a very, you know, it's a very small area. We don't expect anybody that we'd ever, that sounds so terrible, but there's a certain sense of, of, um, you know, people don't make it big from here and it's a popular, it's a small place. So you kind of get that, but nonetheless, um, and, and I don't know whether we'd consider a Hallmarkian movie star to be, you know, big, but I, I was impressed. Um, I thought that was kind of cool, but surreal estate deserves to have, um, more of a chance. Uh, I think that they have fresh writing styles for some things, but also a great combination of things. I was talking about this the other night, wasn't I? I just watched the 10th episode of the second season, which is why it's on my mind. And this was the more interesting thing I want to talk about. Uh, I didn't want to talk about anything else. Um, but, uh, um, I, I love the quirky characters. And by quirky characters, I don't mean characters who are dysfunctional necessarily. That's one of the ways they get expressed in a lot of TV shows in, in movies is, oh, the quirky character, they're the ones that are, you know, maybe brilliant in an area but completely dysfunctional in others. And while one could go that angle with the characters in surreal estate, really they're all well-adjusted in their own areas. Um they just don't necessarily truck with the mainstream in, in uh, the way they act or, 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 or portray themselves. But they aren't seen as outsiders. They aren't seen as awkward. They aren't seen as, as less than in any way. They're celebrated um, for being the strong people that they are, even with whatever quirk they have or whatever, um, you know, different way of doing things. And I, I love that all of the, all of the main characters are misfits. Um, and I really hope, I really hope they don't lose that in a, in a third, a theoretical third season. But it, it's, if it feels like with all the big shows that happen out there, it feels even more important to celebrate something maybe a little bit less known. I suppose that's what I do. That's that's what my, you know, the radio station I work for, that's what our credo practically is. Maybe I actually should make it a little bit more explicit. I, I kind of want to build a sign. I, I, It's one of those things where we're described as alternative radio. And the argument has always been, you know, alternative to what, first of all? And why are we defining ourselves by what we're not? But it was also... Um, there was a point where I was toying around with the notion of kind of referring to us as, as the other guys, you know, there, there's the mainstream and then there's the other guys and we're the other guys, but it still kind of is othering quite literally, um, to, to do that. But one of the things that I've always felt was important about what we do is that we're celebrating the things that aren't in that blinding center spot of, of the, uh, overwhelming sunlight of mainstream, whatever. We're looking at the stuff which is different from the mainstream. We're looking at stuff which is new or innovative or creative or willing to take risks. And it feels like that's an important thing to do. And so it's a mission, if you will. I was going to talk about how much sleep I didn't get last night, but I'm not going to bother. I've been wondering out loud. I'm Mark the Encaffeinated Watt. I'm struggling to get back into the rhythm of doing these things and obviously still struggling to do it before midnight. <laughs> I got to get my sleep under control or this is going to go very badly. 
I will talk to you again tomorrow.